Welcome to Overshare, a podcast and event series where we have honest conversations about the tough shit creatives don't publicly talk about often enough. We cover topics like creative insecurity, career failures, and how not to become a total douchebag when you finally gain some notoriety. Our goal is to get to know the creative industry beyond the highlights of portfolios and Instagram feeds, and to better understand the ups and more importantly, the downs of what it takes to get there. Struggles we can all relate to, even if we haven't reached all-star status quite yet. Overshare was created by Working Not Working, an invite-only community that connects companies with the universe's most respected, most awarded, and hardest working creatives in advertising, design, production, and tech. Companies like Apple, Airbnb, Droga5, and the New York Times use Working Not Working to discover and hire talent for freelance and full-time gigs. Learn more at workingnotworking.com. I made the decision that I was going to do it the second I had the idea. Hey guys, this is Justin Genak, co-founder of WorkingOutWorking.com. This is a special episode of Overshare where I hand over the interview reins to our friend Claire Wasserman from Ladies Get Paid. She sat down with Working Out Working member and freelance copywriter Sarah Shelton, who has created something special that I think many of us can benefit from. It's a t-shirt, a black t-shirt with white text that says, We Get Depressed. It's a very simple idea inspired by a very tragic event in Sarah's life. She's hoping to remove the stigma and shame from depression. And if enough people wear the shirt, maybe depression becomes just another thing a lot of us have. Over 350 million people suffer from depression and so many more undiagnosed. But it just bugs me that at the same time, knowing that statistic, if you feel depressed, you don't know who any of the other people are. So what happened was when I was a sophomore in high school and I had a brother who was three years older than me, he um, had left for his first year of college and he was going through a really difficult time because he failed out of his first year of college. Did he go somewhere in Texas? He, Yep, he okay. went to Texas Tech. Okay. And um, so he came back and he was living in the house and just really down, but I didn't realize to like what extent. Were you guys close growing up? We we were, yeah, okay. we were close. We were just getting to that age um, when, uh, like, you stop being brother and sister who fight, mm-hmm. and you start being brother and sister who, like, have heart-to-hearts mm-hmm. and have, like, your friends date each other and yeah. all that stuff. We were just getting—we were—I'd say we were about a year into that where we were friends, so it was, it was really nice, but— he shot himself, um, and like in the middle of the night, I remember hearing like screaming, and I was like, "What the hell's going on?" And then um, they, I walked out like, "What? What's happening?" And they said, "Oh, um, you're, Tyson shot himself." And I was like, "What? Call nine one one." I thought it was an accident. Yeah. Um, and um, and then they were like, "He's gone." So obviously, that was like a huge part of of who I ended up becoming because I was 16 years old. Yeah, can't imagine. Um, and that's, re- and I was already one of those teenagers who was like so emotional. I had like 55 journals. <laughs> I was one of those. <laughs> and, um, Me too. So yeah. it was, um, that's when I just really started questioning everything. And, um, and obviously I felt really alone at that point. And I remember there's actually a, a specific moment that I haven't um, thought about have it having to do with 
that we get depressed or like who I've become in terms of, of this project. But um, the day after he died, you know, everybody comes to your house, they bring you food, they just sit around with frowns. It's like this whole thing, you know. And someone, some old man pulled me aside and said, um, it's up to you now. You have to be strong for your parents. And that really fucked my head up. Yeah. I was like, what? Oh, I do? And he's like, you're you're their only child now. No pressure. This is, yeah, exactly. And I think I just put up a wall like, oh, okay. And I think that really affected how I dealt with it. to sound like the only time I've ever been gone through a depression was right after my brother died because that's far from the truth. Um, <clears throat> it's always been a, a, a roller coaster for me and I have um, I, I might have a really good year and then a, and then a whole shitty year um, and and I might um, some, sometimes it's worse than other times um, but I just I don't want it to sound like my my brother dying is what caused me to be depressed one time and then years later I'm doing something about it. It's not that at all. It's just that I think I've always been hyper aware of my state of mind. One, because I am still that overly emotional teenager with 55 journals. Um, so I'm always just thinking about stuff. But um, knowing how bad it can get that my brother decided... I, I'm just going to tap out. That's like crazy for me. And I also feel like if he had just pushed through that, I just imagine this is really dark, but I just imagine that as soon as he pulled that trigger, um, he just thought like, oh shit, I don't want to do this. And it was too late. And that is like the worst thing ever. So I'm always very aware of like, how am I feeling today? How was I feeling a month ago? And and what is my state of mind? And I think when I started, when I had the idea for this project, I think I just came out of, of about six months of being pretty down. Not like the worst ever, but I was trying to talk myself out of it. Like, okay, this is a bad one. It's not as bad as it's been before, but this, like, I wasn't... See, talking to anybody, I wasn't on any medication. I just kind of felt like not good, and so this is you this weren't was, seeing a therapist at all. No, and this wasn't the, the finding a therapist is so hard. That's why I just I want us to live in this world where we it's okay to just turn to a friend and be like, "Hey, you have a therapist, right? Yeah, okay. Can I can I call your therapist and?" That not feel like some huge could be like a hairdresser reveal. You know, oh, I like your haircut. Who do you go to? Yeah, you, know. that's, I you seem like, like you're doing well. Who do you go to? Yeah, or like, <laughs> hey, I know you get depressed. I get depressed. I'm not feeling so great right now. Can you can you help me? Because um, finding a, I, I will Google like therapist in New York, and then you start looking, and then you start reading reviews, and you're like, I can't deal with this right now. I don't know. So this. Um, so th I really think that I just came out of about a six-month time that I knew it wasn't so bad, but I was a little bit like, if this doesn't get better, I should probably do something about it. Because I was only going to work, 
coming home, walking my dog, and getting on the couch and eating food, <laughs> which are amazing things. All of those things are great. But I just didn't really want to do anything else. I didn't feel sad, per se. I felt sort of numb. And so that's why I'm like, okay, this isn't the worst thing in the world, but I don't want to live my life like this. So trying to talk myself out of it. And then that's when I really was thinking, when I was walking my dog, just thinking, I don't even know who to talk to. And that sounds crazy because my closest friends, they all know that my brother died when I was in high school. My family, know, like we, I should be okay to, I should have a laundry list of people that I can call. And I really didn't know who to talk to. And that's when I was like, I just wish that I knew that that guy gets depressed and that guy gets depressed. One thing that I didn't think was going to happen is I had the idea for this T-shirt when I was kind of coming out of it, and I sort of became obsessed with this project, and I feel like it it's actually helped sort of bring me out of my most recent stint with depression, which is, I don't know if iron, irony is the word, or convenient maybe, it's uh, pretty convenient that um, I've made this thing that I feel like has been, um, I think it's been, I don't know how many years it's been since my brother died, but many, many years coming um, for me to do something about this thing that is just constantly looming over me. Um, not always bad, but just always there. It's pretty interesting that it's, that after all this, it, this is what, it, what it's become. This, it's all a t-shirt. When Robin Williams died, um, and everyone was posting on on Facebook about it, and it just like so, so many posts about like how how uh, shocked everyone was, and how sad the story was, and and how he lost his battle, and um, and all of that, and and I was of course reading all of them, and I mean, who doesn't love Robin Williams? It was just such a sad story, and so I posted something. Um, and I don't normally do that, but I guess with that sub with the subject of depression, I just feel so close to it. So I wrote something that was like, if you're depressed, tell someone. If you it, it, go to a doctor, if they tell you you need um, medication, get on medication. Like, don't be ashamed. Yeah. Um, and then and I just said like sort of what everybody always. I, I didn't think that I was saying anything anyone didn't know. But then at the end, I said, um, and don't for a second think that you're alone. Um, there's probably more of us than there are of them. Just nobody ever talks about it. And I got so many messages because I just alluded to the fact that I was a person who gets depressed, and I couldn't believe how many people were like, oh, thank you for saying that, or wow, that's so brave of you for saying that. And I really just wrote it in the moment, and that's when I realized, oh, a lot of my friends, a lot of people that I had no idea who I consider maybe not like, you know, acquaintances or not like my closest, closest circle, but you know, like with Facebook now you have, everyone has like a gazillion friends. Just people who I think have perfect lives were like, oh, I've suffered from it for my whole life. And I just thought, that, that it's more common than even I thought that it was. So that's when I kind of started kicking around this idea of, like, something should be done about that. And um, 
but yeah, it took about, I'd say it, honestly, it, it probably took about um, eight months for me to finally be like, oh, well, what if we all just told each other? I made the decision that I was going to do it the second I had the idea. And I think the reason was um, because it felt like the first idea I had, had had for something that I felt strongly about that didn't require millions of dollars and a team of people. So I kind of was a little nervous because... It's just a T-shirt. If you build the story, it's, you know, okay, depression is really common. The, uh, people feel ashamed. There's a stigma. It's telling people that. It's like, okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. And then you're like, it's a T-shirt. It's a little bit like, wah, wah, really? But then I, I decided that that was the strength of it because it's just a T-shirt. Yet we're so, like, should I get one? Should I wear one? It's still a nerve-wracking thing. Um, but just knowing... Oh, I can find a company that can print these shirts for me. I can just get a few. I can learn how to build a website. It doesn't cost that much money. I should just do it and follow through with it. So I decided immediately that I was going to go for it. But I, I didn't think, I wasn't really confident that anyone would react to it. So once I got closer... That's when I started getting nervous. <laughs> like, yeah. okay, because I think I was actually really scared because um, when I had the idea, it just felt like a thing. And then I put so much work into it, and it was really important to me that it was well branded, that everything felt really handmade and crafted, and um, like like a lot of thinking went into it because a lot of thinking did go into it. And um, <clears throat> once I got towards the end and I put so much into it, I thought, how how horrible is it going to be for me if I post it on Facebook, it gets like two likes, one's from my mom, <laughs> and then people go about their day and then I have all these t-shirts in my house and I'm like, well, I tried, but... And it could be a funny video, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> really like, sad, funny video. Yeah, amazing failures. Um, but I always said as I was building it over the months like if one person buys the shirt and someone who feels depressed and alone sees that and thinks oh I didn't realize that person gets depressed then that's enough yeah and um I I've been lucky enough to get some emails since launching of like specific stories of people who have been wearing the shirt, received a message from somebody else mm-hmm. who saw them or heard about it and then wrote their personal story and thanked them for helping them get help. So in that sense, it's already been a success. So you said that you missed the deadline for when you were yeah. When you plan to launch. So tell me about that day that you were going to launch and what happened. <clears throat> well, so I, w- I work at Droga 5 and um, there are 500 people there now. So we've grown yeah. to be a pretty big agency. Um, and I was going to launch it during the week because that's when they say you're supposed to never on the weekend. Nobody's <laughs> online on the weekend. That's when we're all online because we're, <laughs> well, we're no, addicted. We're cool. We go yeah. out. We have fun. Yeah, and we're sitting in front of our friends yeah. looking at Instagram. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, so what I was nervous about was putting it 
out there and then just sitting at my desk and knowing, because, you know, we're all friends, we're all online all day, and just knowing that um, I was going to be around 500 people who might see what I had posted, and if nobody responded to it, it just kind of felt like a very, um, a scary leap. To, and all I was doing was just sharing it on Facebook. Um, so I, I just got nervous the day that I was supposed to do it, and then I had a meeting in the morning, and then I was like, maybe it's too late in the day, and maybe I should do it. And I kind of gave myself an out, and I was like, well, we'll try again tomorrow. Maybe we'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> and then the next day, um, I woke up really early, and I was kind of pissed at myself. I was like, why? I've done all this work. What am I just not going to do it? Um, so I just got up pretty early, and I just shared it. And then got in the shower, and I got out of the shower, and it had been shared like 50 times. Oh my and God. I was like, oh, well, this is no big deal. I was going to ask, how many times did you hit refresh? <laughs> oh, that day? Yeah. Um, I should probably be cool and be like, oh, I didn't even check. But I, I, like four times a second. Oh, I was yeah. Like, oh, come on, come on. <laughs> I was just really excited that people um, were responding to it. And um, I sold all the T-shirts I had in like two hours. Oh, wow. And then it became a whole like... Oh, shit, I didn't think about what I was going to do if it was, like, went the other way. Um, so then I was, like, on the phone trying to find the right, like, different vendors who could handle more shirts and less time and, um, like, figuring out, like, put it this way. Um, I ran to Staples and bought a printer. And who wants a printer in their apartment in New York? We all live in shoeboxes. But I was like, I'm going to have to get a printer. This is just not, this is just too much work. Um so yeah, that's when I just uh, realized I was in over my head in the best way possible, and I just put my head down and tried to figure out how to how to handle it. I hope to make this more than just a T-shirt campaign. Um, T-shirts. Putting it on a t-shirt is, is not a big deal. Buying a t-shirt isn't a big deal. Putting a t-shirt on and wearing it out for a lot of people is a big deal. I know for me, it's every time I wear it, it's easier and easier. But it's still saying something personal about yourself to a bunch of strangers and friends, coworkers, family, and all that. Um, so a friend at work said, um, no offense, but I'm not going to wear that t-shirt. And I was like, it's a personal thing. Of like, oh, yeah. And he goes... Um, but I would use a mug. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so there's like different degrees of what people are willing to, or how far people are willing to go with their like identifying themselves as someone who gets depressed. So I hope to make it um, more than just a t-shirt. But um, for now, I just wrap each one and um, put a little note in there and really um, try to, try to not urge but um put people at ease that if you are feeling a little bit intimidated by it so was I and so have a lot so a lot of other people have expressed as well and that every time you wear it it just it gets easier to wear and then you start it turns from fear to um it it becomes liberating so I just like I don't want to sell a ton of shirts and then be the shirt in the back of someone's closet that they never wear. 
I just want people to try wearing it out. And if it's not for them, that's fine. It's a really personal thing, but um, but I hope that they'll give it a shot. So really, the pa- the packaging is is just me doing everything I can to make the thing feel very special because it, it is special to me at least and hopefully to the person who bought it and then just feel like they're part of a thing which they are Sarah, thank you so much for sharing your story with us and Declare for hosting. I actually just ordered my shirt and look forward to wearing it out. And if you've ever felt depressed and want to make others feel a little less alone, get your shirt now at wegetdepressed.com. Also, thanks to Skylar Gross and Dusty Alberts for editing this episode, to Significant Others and Final Cut Editorial for helping me record this video, and to Caleb Grow for our theme song. To read more about this episode, check out our blog on workingnotworking.com. You can also learn more about becoming a Working Not Working member on our homepage. Follow at WNotW on your favorite social media channel, and if you like what you heard, please leave us a review on iTunes so that more people can discover Overshare. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time.